Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 14 of the monthly nightly podcast. Is it, it's bi-weekly because we did it two weeks ago. No, my la- the last one was the 22nd or 23rd of January, I think. Yeah, that was two weeks ago. That was? Oh, right. Uh, Come on. I, I don't, it's February 10th. That's, that's more than two Wait, weeks. Wait, is it? It's like the th- tri-weekly nightly podcast? Isn't that why it's, I said random? <laughs> random nightly podcast? No, that's it, true. No, yeah, it's it's whenever we want to fe- want to feel like it. Yeah, at the, at this point, oh, we're just okay. keeping the name so that that guy freaks out on us sometime. What guy? The one that yelled at Ryan online for not for going on vacation. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't think I'm not even sure he listens to us. So well, if he does, doesn't even matter. If he does, then I'm waiting for the. This isn't weekly. Uh, I think uh, I we think, already said it when we announced the name. This is probably not not going to be e- either weekly nor nightly. So you know what is weekly though is uh, Scott from New Zealand Scott from on Twitter. Every week since we've done our last podcast has said something about not having a podcast that week. Yeah, well, <laughs> but, Scott, if you're listening, we already said it's probably not going to be weekly because we have schedules. This is not our full time jobs. No, but I, we. We also, uh, we look forward to having Scott on the podcast whenever he visits Vegas oh, next. And but, uh, By the way, I'm Carlo. We did do our introduction. Yeah, I'm, I'm Andrew and we have... Uh, we have Dave here, our recurring guest now. Apparently. How are we doing, guys? Two in a row. Two yeah. in a row for Dave. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. You, got, you got one up on Eric now, so... Yeah. Now um, he's, you know, little priorities tonight. And happy early birthday, Eric, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, happy early birthday. Yes, and, uh, old guy. And, you know, Eric has to, you know, be the whole parent responsible sort of person out of our group so uh so that's that um are you saying that i'm not responsible i'm saying none of us are as responsible as the dude who has kids that is true because <laughs> i am not responsible i'm i'm a kid yeah, exactly <laughs> um so we we got a lot of stuff to talk about um last time we left you off it was like literally the week of the whole coaching change yeah we that just happened yeah, yeah, it was so, right before the break, right? I think. Yeah, it was yeah. like literally the week right before the break. So it was like we had seen a couple games with DeBoer, but knowing that he said he wasn't going to change anything at that point. Yeah. Um. And, so let's let's just uh, go through some of our topics. I think that's a that's a good one to kind of start off with. Is, is how have things been going? I think the Golden Knights have played very very well for the most part. For the most part, yeah, I definitely think, a lot more energy out of them. Yeah, they have controlled most of the games that they have played. Uh, especially that Tampa Bay game, I thought we controlled most of the game that game. We just lost because Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay and they don't need a lot to score. Yeah, and really. I, I, I saw on Twitter that people were comparing what Pete DeBoer said after that game to what Turk said after the Buffalo game, which was very kind of a similar statement of, hey, I thought, I pu- I thought we played a good game, but they did not play well against, against Buffalo. Yeah, <laughs> they did. No. The difference between Buffalo and Tampa is, you know, just, just, just extremely lit. Yeah, and, and the dif- <laughs> the difference of quality of team against yeah Buffalo and Tampa Bay, is literally no comparison. <laughs> yeah, it's very uh, ve- it's very significant. So I I generally think uh, that they are there are subtle uh, scheme changes that they they just put a little sprinkle to it. But uh, I'm not going to pretend that I I'm an expert at that. So I'm going to let the other smarter people like you know Jesse. Granger over there explain it to you more because I'm just probably gonna make a fool out of myself trying to myself trying to. Well, because they're it. they're what four two two after the break now. They're no, pe- their penalty kills more aggressive, break. but you know which has done a lot better exception of the last game. But. Yes, the last game was uh, terrible special teams wise. Our our power play is still horrendous. Uh, I don't know how we can fix that. P 
PK's been a little better at least, I guess. Yeah, except for like I said, except for last game. They scored yeah. like two, right? Last game? Yeah. Two or three, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, so 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 since the All-Star break, the team has gone three, one, two. Three, one, and two, yes. That sounds about right. So it's <clears throat> technically five hundred, but two extra points out of that five hundred mark. So Yeah. It's but... not I mean, it's not terrible. I would like to see them obviously win tomorrow against Minnesota and definitely try to, you know, take out some the, the they got a scary schedule coming up too. Yeah, the we could talk about the schedule schedule later, but I want to keep talking about the performance of this team recently because I think the defenseman has been uh, really well, especially Shea Theodore. And uh, Zach Whitecloud. And Zach Whitecloud has performed really well, too. Yeah. Uh, I'm surpri- I was genuinely surprised when they sent down Nick Hague, though, because I don't think Nick Hague did anything that, you know, gives, gives, made him, like, de- made him to demote him. Because I thought he played really well. He scored I, in the game against Boston, and then they sent him down right yeah. after that. Yeah, I, I second that too. I mean, he's done absolutely nothing wrong to be sent down. He's played well. He's gotten better and better throughout the entire season. And you, I guess you could say it's a numbers game, literally just because of the amount of defensemen and also maybe cap reasons. But the cap I difference mean, between White Cloud and Hag should be nil, right? Yeah, exactly. I think the cap hit, White Cloud is a higher cap hit. White Cloud is nine twenty five k, and Hague I think is around the same. Seven. Yeah, I think it's at eight or seven because he, he was a second round pick. But why did you guys think they did that move though? Because I personally think they just want to see White Cloud. Agreed. Yeah, because yeah. Hague's seven ninety two, so yeah. he's actually like hundred and fifty grand cheaper. Because because I remember when Hague, uh, I mean when White Cloud during the preseason, I thought White Cloud and Coglin was the best uh, two that performed. During the preseason, when it comes to the defensive prospects, yeah, but White Cloud got hurt right before the season, they had, so they had no choice but to send him to Chicago. Now, and then White Cloud had some injury issues in Chicago too, and I felt like now's the time to really kind of yeah. There's also give a, a thing to say about showcasing all your players too right before the trade deadline too. Yes. So, I'm not saying they're gonna trade White Cloud or Hag or anything like that, but. You know, just, just knowing, put the feelers out there, you know? Now, and and, and kind of knowing what you have so you are able to not trade White Cloud or Hague, maybe make you feel a little bit more com- comfortable to trade Merrill or Holden, maybe. Yeah, exactly. And is it always the coach's choice on who to bring up or down? Or is this sometimes a management thing? Well, it, obviously, if it's cap-related, it's probably management. Manage, probably mo- I think it's like 70% management, but the coach has some input yeah. on it. They have some yeah. suggestions, yeah. but usually it's going to be on McPhee and McCrimmon yeah. and whatnot. So. Especially with uh, Pete DeBoer not really knowing the roster yet. So I think this is mostly management thing. Now, so. with, the, with Glass getting sent down to do conditioning, do you think that was a combination of management and coaching? Or? I think both. Uh, I think Glass needs... Because well, we talked about this off off the podcast earlier where I think Glass needed that conditioning stint in uh, in Chicago because number one he is a rookie and he and like I said he had this is probably the most hockey he has played in this amount of time because in juniors you don't really play as much as many games as in the NHL yeah and how long has he been out now too I can't remember the when he got hurt was he it got, early he, December he got hurt. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I'm trying to remember which game. No, no, it was. he got hurt in January. It was right before the break. It was in the. It was at home. Yeah, I remember it being at home, but I thought it had been longer than that. Was, no, it, it, was, was it the Philly home. game? I think it was the St. Louis game. 
I think you might be right. Yeah, I think it was the St. Louis game uh, where we came back and won. Yeah, you. I think you're right. Because um, yeah. I remember... Yeah, you guys are right. Yep. Yeah, because I was at I that game and he went now. down pretty early yeah. in that game. Yeah, it was a St. Louis game. And uh, so it's been a few weeks. Carlson, uh, is it... You want to talk about William Carlson, though? Or do you, want to, do you guys want to have more thoughts on uh, Cody Glass? Uh, well, real quick. So <clears throat> so given that, that you know, after, uh, in my opinion, you can't judge Pete DeBoer on anything before the All-Star break. Yes. Because he even said, I'm not going to make a bunch of changes. So if you consider it as of, you know, the, the games that started, what, this past week? Mm-hmm. Um, with the, the first Hurricanes game and beyond... What is what do you guys think? What what would you give him as a grade for a coach like A I through think, F? I think I'd give him a B plus, uh, because uh, the Knights still has this ten except for the Panthers game. If it tends to not being able to finish, still that's been a problem all season, and that needs to get fixed. And the know. finishing has improved. I think the defense and goaltending still needs work. Uh, I think the defense actually has been better. Yeah, defense I, has been too. The block shots article that Jesse yeah, came um, came I out with read today. That. It, yeah, it was solid, though, about, you know, how they had the lowest block shots in the league, yeah. or one of the lowest. Yep, and they've definitely been more aggressive as well, too. Like you, what you said, Carlo, about Che, you know, becoming yeah. the top guy and, you know, probably one of, what, top 15 defensemen, I think you mentioned. Yeah. yeah. So they've definitely been more aggressive. Which I called, by the way, in, like, episode two, so... I said that Shea Theodore will be considered one of the best. I don't even think it, I think it was episode one, probably. Probably, but I, I remember I said Shea Theodore is going to be considered one of the best defensemen in the league, and he's going to be our number one defenseman by the end of the season. Oh, he's running circles around Schmidt over there. Yeah, so. Schmidt has been disappointed. Yeah. So, um, he's so, had a couple good games here, yeah. except for putting his hand out the other night. But, but you know. That was him? Yeah, he was I thought, one. It, was, I thought it was Nabber for some reason, but. Um, but, like I said, right in front of but like I said, though, I think the defense has been really good because, especially that Nashville game. And even even the Tampa Bay game, they limited them to like less than ten high danger chances. And look, our penalty and, kill is not a disaster without Derek England. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, that so makes sense. We, like it's still okay. Yeah, with him. the the de- you said defense needs to be improved, but I think you have improved a lot. Yeah, I, I I meant more of like the the whole like reason that we acquire a defenseman to move the puck. Moving and, the puck, yes, but I feel like the defense is not the problem, and it, like this past few games. Yeah, so I speak, mean, hold that thought for one second. I just want to get um, Dave's letter grade since, you know, we have yes, the teacher okay. here. Yeah, we yeah, need, yeah, we yeah, need sorry, the teacher's letter grade. I, 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 my, my, my Pete DeBoer <laughs> grade so far was B+. Let's put that on the record. Okay, I would actually, I would go with a B because, okay. the, like we talked about with the finishing, the last game, obviously we didn't finish. Mm-hmm. Okay, a couple factors are a couple fluke deflections yeah. and uh, just a couple goals that probably – really should have been stopped and I mean we had all the momentum in that game and I don't know if they just kind of laid back because even the offense in the last half of the game just seemed to yep. disappear yeah. as well too yeah I, and I, I would have, I will also go with a B um, mostly because now and we'll talk about this in a second but I'm very worried that DeBoer's system turns goalies bad um, I don't know about that I'm I'm just worried right now because I've seen what his goaltending was like in the past. I, I well he did he did Mark Martin Jones did take them to the Stanley Cup Finals True. this first season. So. True, and and that's also granting that uh, they're still terrible goaltenders without Pete DeBoer. So yeah, exactly. So it couldn't have been him, but it's just something in the back of my head that's just a tiny little like voice saying, "Well, what happens next?" Um, but speaking of, well, yeah, because the goaltending right now, especially last game was very, very disappointing. Yeah. Uh, I put that game on Flurry. 
Agreed. To be honest with you, because I thought the team in front of them played really well. When you put up five goals and you allow five, and then not make us even a single save on the on the shootout, and that first one I don't count as save because he obviously tripped. Uh, who was who? Who did he trip? I can't remember. Uh, I don't remember. It wasn't Shevchenkov? Was it? Yeah, 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 it was Smeshnikov. He obviously trips Smeshnikov, and Smeshnikov should have had a do-over, but that was on flurry. Yeah, and and I always, I've always done this. If I see a, a player who has underperformed, I call them out. I I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I know the whole uh, situation with Flurry and his dad, and I know what he's going through, but. At the at a point, that's just an excuse. Well, you know I mean, I mean? Uh, yeah. it's, it's going to sound heartless, but but it's true. You know? I mean, the way the way that you think about it, if you you know, we all have jobs. Like, and I don't know about your guys's job, but I'm assuming that there's a whole thing in your handbook about bereavement policies. Yes, yep, and absolutely. I get like three days paid if my my parent, one of my one or more or both of my parents die. He's had over two months. He had a week off, and then he's had over almost two months or about no over two months now yeah, to and like had, get had, over it. And he had. He had um, two two weeks off on the break because he didn't yeah, go to all. He didn't go to all stars, so. but it's not really like you say to get over it. It's not really. Yeah, it's, it, it's much harder than it sounds. Yeah, and like, I totally understand. Favorite. Like it, you know, it, it's not something you really get over per se. But mm-hmm. but the fact is, like we're expected to go back to work and do our jobs yeah. within a certain amount of time. How is that any different for a guy right. who's probably, making a million times more than any of us? Yeah, you know what you probably more meant that. Get over it. Just don't overcome it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's yeah. that's really what I meant. Is like I, you know, you you have to like understand that like and and you know I know that like people love flurry and I love I lo- flurry. Like, I love flurry. I think everybody in this room can. I, like, I, there's a, literally a signed picture of flurry hanging over on my wall right now. So yeah. like obviously none of us here dislike him, but we want the team to do well. We want the team to win. We want flurry to do well. Yeah, we want flurry Absolutely. to do well and keep keep you know going up that list for, of all time wins. To reach the promised land, flurry is the one who has to lead us. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So we want Subban to be good too, but Subban is not there yet. Subban cannot carry this team to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, and I don't expect Flurry him can. To. Flurry is the one we need to, like you said, overcome what he's going through. Because I've seen it in sports. <laughs> you've seen, you've heard stories like the Brett Favre game when his oh, father gosh, died. Dad. Amazing, you know. And and it happens all the time. And yeah. I expect Flurry as a professional to really fight through this and understand that he's his team needs him yeah that that's exactly it i i just take it like with my own job like you said you get three days i think i'm allowed a week yeah um and if i like i've mentioned a few times already the the other people and you guys too is like if i show up to my job i'm expected to perform my job yeah i mean i'm not going to go sit there in my classroom after you know you know my parents are still around so thankfully for that but if I something ever happened to them, I mean, they're reaching that age, and I came back. I'm not going to sit there and mope in my classroom and say, "You guys just do whatever you want," you know, for like a, a month or whatever. I mean, I lose my job. Yeah, yeah. But we, but the thing is, we love Flurry, and we know what he is capable of, and we we want him to reach that potential. Yep. Because right now, like to just put it out there, it has been a liability. Yes, and you know. and you don't know what you're gonna get that night because he posted a shutout like uh, you know a couple games before that. But the, but the thing about that shutout though is 
the def that was a defensive was, shutout. Yeah, that they, was probably he, one of the best games the team has played all year. Yeah, because they, they, they had completely shut down Nashville. Nineteen yeah. shots, and most of those were from the, like the the corners and stuff. And that like, was all in the third when the the Golden Knights kind of just like sat back a little bit because in the first two periods they had eight shots total. Yeah, yeah. They had I, two I, in the first, six in the second. And again, that's pro that's been a problem since even like even at the start of the season when we kept getting up by three or four and then letting off the gas. Yeah, that came back in that last game against the Canes, yeah. in my opinion. It was like they yeah. said in the NFL, prevent the, defense prevents you from winning. Yeah, yeah. I had I had P, uh, PTSDs uh, that last night's game. No, was it last night? No, Saturday. Saturday's game on the on the Montreal and Winnipeg game. The one we were the at. we were at. Yeah, I had I had, I had P, PTSDs. I, I remember because that yeah. was the game that Carlo and I went with Eric to in Eric's seats. Yeah, and so we're all sitting there for the Winnipeg game, and that was right after the Montreal one where they just blew the lead and, yeah. and lost in overtime or whatever. We were confident going into the third with a two point lead, you know, because normally this team, good teams, don't blow those leads. Yeah, two nights in a row. Like, and basically, I, it wasn't even back to back. There was a day in between, so yeah. there's no excuse. Oh, it's back to back. No, no. Nope. No, and, and they were at home, and they were at home. Yeah, for both and, of those. And, and, and that night in Carolina, you had that when, when they um they got that power play. When they scored that power play, you were just like, oh boy, here we yep. go again. You know, Chandler Stevens. We got they got that power. The 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 two minute uh the four minute uh double minor the, double, double minor. minor. Stevenson scored, put us back up to two, and I'm like, all right, we're good. And they scored, and I'm like, oh no. Man, he was shot out of a cannon. Yeah, yeah, I don't oh, what, what, are, what are they feeding that guy? Buffet. Yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the Red Rock, in the Red Rock buffet. It's a pretty good buffet, I'm not going to lie. We're not I, sponsored by Red Rock. Uh, don't sue us. <laughs> I don't know. But if you want to. You know. But if you want to, yeah. That, that dude, though, is like Carlson Jr., apparently. Yeah, oh my God. So... You want to talk about Chandler Stevenson? There? Yeah, let's talk about him for a minute because he's been golden since he got on this team, pun intended. It's it's amazing how good he has become. It, it kind of helps that you're playing in between two of our two of the Golden Knights' best players. But even when he wasn't, he still was making plays. I mean, he was as not as good because I remember when he was the left winger for Carlson and Smith. Was it Carlson and Smith? Yeah. When Marcia was yep. that right? Yeah, he was the left winger for them, and he didn't really create as much. He, I think he looks better as a center. To be honest, I think he's more natural as a center. Well, he's taken his opportunity when he came over from Washington because he was a bottom six then and pretty much on the fourth line, and now he's getting all these minutes, and bam, there you go. You know what that reminds you of? A misfit. Absolutely. A golden misfit. That's, uh, hey, look, they're still, did, yeah. they're still finding him. Yeah, well, well let's let's be honest. McPhee knew he was there this yeah. whole time because he drafted him. Yeah, exactly. So, so McPhee's been waiting until the opportune time to pull him over because he knew he could get him cheap with, with the caps cap issues. For a fifth-round pick. I mean, we, we've, had, we've been pretty lucky with fifth-round picks lately. Because well, yeah, we right? traded fifth-round pick for Stevenson. And but, that we, came, but Colin Miller, we got a fifth-round pick for. Yeah, but we traded for a fifth-round pick for Stevenson. And we got a fifth-round pick in uh, Lucas Alvinis and Jack Dugan, who are turning out to be really amazing prospects. Yeah, so. and that just proves that just because the scouts think somebody is amazing or not yeah. doesn't mean that it always turns out that way in real life. Look yeah. at Mark Stone. He was a sixth-round pick. Sixth-round pick. And he was like literally one of the last in that draft class. You want to talk about Mark Stone in that game against Car uh, against Florida then? Because that was a Mark Stone game. Literally. So Holy five of those goals. It, so if Mark Stone wasn't on the team, 
they either would have been tied or lost that game. Yeah, he... Wow. That, Five points. I've never seen Mark Stone that dominant. Well, game three of the... Yeah, I was going to say the hat trick game. Yeah, the hat trick yeah. game. There you go. But, oh my God, when Mark Stone gets on a run, he is absolutely insane. Like, And then the diving back check block. Yeah, he does everything. Like, talk about a full, complete two-way player. If he does not get the Selke this year, that's... it's. He's not Traxy. even getting talks right now, man. Yeah, I know. Because, because uh, Couturier in Philly is having a really great season, and you always put uh, a center. the center over a winger, and you yeah. always you always put Bergeron in the same in the conversation, and Riley's also having a a really great season. Just name him a center on the roster I, for a while. Let's and, see what happens. Um, he's either Sunday or this morning. I was listening to NHL Network Radio, and the guys leading that the morning talk. They're talking about, like, no, Mark Stone needs to get more talk for Selkie. Yes. He should. He should. He should. Like, it it, it, it just sucks. It's kind of it's kind of like Mark Stone is kind of like that Korean film that is just so great that nobody thinks is going to win Best Picture. And then it won Best Picture. And then it wins Best Picture. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't know if you got that reference, but... So, um... <laughs> so Gary Gary Lawless was talking on the pregame show for before the um, Canes game the other night. And one of the things that I took away is he, he literally said, Mark Stone is one of the top 10 players in the NHL today. Like, I, I absolutely. absolutely, man. It's, he's that good. I 100% agree. Like, I, I was happy he said it that way because I think he's so underrated by the rest of the league. Do you know why? Because he's not a center. East because Coast bias. Eh. He's not playing in the East Coast. But they, never talk, they, they didn't even talk him up as much when he was on the Senators. Yeah, because it's but the Senators and it's they Ottawa. Yeah. It's still no Eastern offense, Conference. Brian. Yeah, and it's it's Ottawa, and they don't they were bad except yeah. for that one year they made to the they talked about him that time the Eastern but Conference Finals. That, yeah, where they after lost. that they didn't really almost knocked off Pittsburgh. And year. he and and he was overshadowed by another great player in that team, Eric Carlson. Yeah, true. Because he was like yeah, because yeah. at that at that time Eric Carlson was their best oh. player. I remember his rookie year. He just burst out in the scene, and everyone was just like, "Man, who is this guy? Who is this guy?" Because nobody had just, any clue who he yeah. was. This is a six-round pick. One seventy-eighth yep. overall. Yeah, it's a six-round pick. Hopefully, that will be Lucas Elvinus for us. You know, but they're totally different players, though, because Lucas Elvinus is nowhere close to defensive player. Mark Stone is. Is it me or has Mark Stone gotten faster this season too? Uh, like speed wise, like maybe more familiar with the Knights system, so he yeah. knows exactly where to be pretty exactly. much and he, get more it, chemistry with everyone. Mark Stone's speed doesn't come from his foot speed. It 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 comes with knowing where he is. But he's some of be. and that's I guess you're right too because some of the times when he's on a breakaway, it's because he straight up stole a puck yeah. from some guy going the opposite way, yeah. and the guy had to turn around and try to catch exactly. him. But he's already like has all his forward momentum. Yeah. Or or he knows when to break, and the other guy is just like whoa, and then he gets the puck from Stevenson or Pacioretty yeah. on a breakaway. And yeah. and speaking of skating and awesome awesome players, let's talk about Shea Theodore again for a second because his skating oh, is yeah. just absolutely outstanding. Whenever I watch him, the way that he goes around other players is just nuts. Especially these past few games, he's been on another level. Holy crap, man! He's been so good. He's got like the hockey IQ of some of the better forwards. Like the yeah. way that he envisions like passing like. Those like crazy stretch passes and stuff. Yeah, and it's not just that he's been so good as it in his own and this season too. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's gotten better. 
it's, he's not it's gonna... Schmidt that's the yeah. liability right now yeah. in, in their own end. And the, cra- the, the craziest thing about Shea Theodore is you got to remember, he did not have an offseason. No, he was, no re- he was going through treatment. He was recovering and kicked cancer's butt. Cause, that's true. Yeah. So, that's impressive. And, and he's having this kind of season. He's not going to get any talks for the Norris this season because he kind of started really slow. But next year, he might. Yeah, I could see it be a possibility if he keeps, next season. He, if he keeps getting better and he keeps sustaining the play that he has, he, he, the, the rest of the league is going to look and see Shea Theodore because he's been that good. You know? So six years at 5.2 million, that's the best contract that's, Vegas has. Like, one of the best. I'm thinking Marcia Sosa is a pretty good contract. Carlson has a pretty good contract. Yeah. Oh, I forgot but Marcia for, for value right now, I think you're right. Shea Theodore. Uh, the performance we're getting, yes. Yeah. Because defensemen be- at that caliber versus somebody like a Marchi. Yeah. Marchi at like five to seven is and kind of an acceptable thing. Shea Theodore on another team right now, if he got signed this year, this it would way. be what, seven or eight? More production out of Shea Theodore on his one contract than the two $10 million players on San Jose. <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. <laughs> He's only one point behind Eric Carlson. Yeah. So, and, and, but here to be fair though, Mark Stone at nine million—that is a bargain. I agree. I think he should have been more like eleven or twelve, like yeah. all the other top elite. Exactly. Players. That that nine million is a bargain for Mark Stone, and he's what twenty-eight, right? Mark Stone. Yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah, right around 27. 27. Okay. Even 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 younger. So we we have eight years with Mark Stone. All his prime years. Yes, exactly. And and he's the type of player that uh, doesn't really fall off because it's not he's not all it's not physicality for him. It's all about his his head. You know. Yeah, it's all, it's his hands. His really. hands. His his IQ. He's just that good. I just like every time I watch him like have a straight up like Rob level takeaway. Yeah. I'm like, how does he do that? Yeah. His hand high coordination has to be. Like, does he see time slower than everybody else? Because, like, yeah, like, seriously, though, the way that he takes pucks away, it's like people don't even realize he took it away until it's too late. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, Mark Stone took it. I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, hey. Sometimes I don't even realize he took it away until he's already, like, halfway down the other end. And I'm like, wait, the puck didn't go with those guys, and Mark Stone has it now. It's like, how did he do, like, uh, he's one of those players that, like, I I think for the next eight years, I'm going to keep asking that question, too. But going back to Shea Theater, yeah, he's been really good. The past two years, a lot of a lot a lot of uh, pundits outside of Vegas saying what the Vegas what Vegas don't have. They're a really good team, but what they don't what they don't have is a number one defenseman, a true number one defenseman. They do now, and we're Shea getting Theodore is right that. in front of our eyes yeah. right now. He's twenty four yeah. years old. Shea Theodore is twenty four years old. He's one of the youngest teams, playing not the youngest teams, one of the youngest players on the team. You know, imagine what his next on the youngest team too, though yeah. technically. Uh, White Cloud is older than him. Is he really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I gotta say, White Cloud in the stretch passing, too. Yeah, White Cloud has been solid, man. I, I really like his play. He's not noticeable, which is good for a defenseman. Some, I, I just, yeah, I want to see him defense, and Hague together. A defenseman is type, you know. I, I want to see him and Theodore together. Well, yeah, me too, but like, I but, especially want to see him and Hague at some but point together. Here's the thing. Theodore, it'll happen eventually. If they but here's the thing. Theodore does play on the right. He does. He plays better when he's playing on the right, even though he's a left-handed defenseman. Uh, and then White Cloud also plays on the right because he's a right-handed defenseman. That's uh, why they brought him up. We yeah, didn't have because, enough righties up there. And 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 uh, replacing Eng- uh, replacing England, you need a right righty because England plays on the right. 
And Holden's playing too well to move. Yeah, Hold, Holden, around. Holden is uh, ambidextrous, so he, he goes he goes both ways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Merrill plays better on the left. Uh, he's or as every, a forward. Yeah, as a forward, obviously he's the best forward we have. He's yeah, the best bargain. Which yeah. that that Merrill goal again was nasty. Oh my god! That oh, backhand that, that pass. That pass by Carey. Yeah. Oh my god! So when did he get could hands? You, could you like? Well, he can't finish, so he's got to pass, though. So. If, if you told me at the start of the season, maybe even last season, that the, 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 the player driving the third line is William Carrier over Alex Tuck, call me crazy, man. But that's what's I, happening. To have John Merrill finish a goal, though, too. Yeah. Like, to add that to the end. And Carrier instead of Tuck, but Carrier passing to John Merrill as a finisher. What? Okay, so, so you want to talk about Alex Tuck, then? So What's going on with that, dude? Just, yeah, is it injuries? What's going on? I think since that concussion, and even I thought before that he still played a little bit soft. He was afraid of contact. Yeah. And then after he took those couple nasty hits, he, he's even softer now. Did so? I I don't know how else to say this, but have you guys noticed that in interviews his speech sounded kind of slurred? Like right after he came back from injuries, because I uh, kind of picked up that his. I don't know about that. I don't know. He always it, talks like that. I, okay, is that what it is? Maybe yeah, I just didn't I notice. Think it. He's uh, always talks like that. Yeah. yeah, he always kind of has. Because I remember the season old... take older event at the at the link. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, I was in his pod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you could tell he talks with the list. Okay. Yeah. I, I just, I wasn't sure if it was like pre or post a head injury thing. Yeah. And no. then he was like really recovering from something. No, no. no they, 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 they wouldn't play him if that's the case, man. Yeah. Um, but Alex Stock has been really disappointing. Uh, let's be honest here. Uh, I think putting William Carlson with him might help. You know, because William Carlson is the type of player that will drive offense. But well, who did he play with that made him or that he was good with over the <laughs> Neil and Perron, Nero, and no, then and then Pacioretty and Stastny? Well, right? well, yeah, they did play a couple. Yeah, last yeah, last year no was with Stastny and Pacioretty, and they're gonna make anybody good. Yeah, it's yeah. like Stone and, pa- and, then, and Patches yeah. this season. And then we got we got Stone, and he got bumped back down to the third line. But and he hasn't done t- anything since. Yeah, t- the, t- the thing about Tuck though, he's he's getting his opportunities. He's had grade A chances. Set up by, surprisingly, sometimes Cody Eakin. He, he had a he had a, a shot set up by Eakin last game. Wide open. And, what, and then he misses badly. That, is he snake bit or like what's what's? I've been saying he's been snake bit. He, he lack of confidence maybe. That's what I was gonna say because he just he wants to produce. He hasn't a while. He's feeling the pressure. Yeah, you you can you can actually tell that he has been trying so hard. I he's think, been trying too much. Do you think he's... Do you, in, in your heart of hearts, is he, gonna re, is he able to rebound in the future? Yes. He's young enough. He's yes. young enough. He's, what, 23, 22? He's, he's very 20, young. Isn't he the same age as Shea? No, he's uh, a year, he's year younger. younger. He's, younger. He's, I think so he's yeah, 23. Yeah. He's a year younger than Shea. No doubt he'll, he'll be fine. I would like to him to, to play a little bit more physical and go through people instead yeah. of going around people. I He's miss, a big dude. He should be going through yeah. people. He used to go through his highs. He just takes the puck by himself, drive through three defenders, yep. and score. He used to do that. I haven't seen that in forever. I, no. I think some of those hits kind of scared him a little, too. He got real thinking. messed up yeah. when he got hurt. Yeah, I think it is... It is the lack of confidence is playing scared. And being that young, young, it will take a little bit longer to recover from that. Yeah, but he needs to step up. He needs to step up because 
we have never had a good productive third line. And he was supposed to be the guy that will drive that line. When I remember the first year, people would say, oh, he's just a future captain. Yeah, but, I remember that. Well, and you can, and you can tell by... Uh, so Jesse wrote an article but about Tuck. That was before we had Mark Stone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and so Jesse wrote an article about Tuck and Tuck's injury prone at the start of the season yeah. issues. And um, one of the things I did take out of that is Tuck w- like, was quoted to saying to Jesse, like, why does this keep happening to me? So I, you can tell like emotionally he's... he's He's, he's in his own head. He's and he's in his head. Yep. He, I think he embodies the mindset the Golden Knights during that time with, when in January where why is this happening to us? Kind yeah. of stuff. You know. You know where, what? You know what sucks. Finish. He would actually be the perfect person to t- spend a time in the, like a, just a few games in the AHL. Yeah, but he's, he not way, he's, he's not, not waiver exempt anymore. No. He's gonna get claimed like. Instantly, yeah, exactly. no, but yeah. like that's that's what if if he were waiver exempt, yes. that's what I would do exactly. because he needs to just score a bunch of goals against a, a bunch of a bunch of goals yeah. he can score, yeah, and then he needs to come back up with that confidence, yeah, because that happened with Haig earlier in the season too. He sent him down, came back, played really well. Hopefully, that'll happen with for Cody Glass too. And the thing about Cody Glass, because when he got hurt, he had a three game stretch where he played really really well. Yeah. He actually was playing really well against St. Louis. I remember that before he, he got was. hurt. He and, was, and he finally, and like right before that, like when he had come back from the injury, right before that, mm-hmm. the, whatever the hit to the head was. Yeah. He um he came back and he was winning board battles. Yeah. And he was playing really well and really aggressively compared to how he was before. He so, he's, you, imagine when he finally fills out that body. Yeah. He you can it's really like see you can really see the the uh, the the frame. Of of Cody Glass, yeah, and he, he just not complete yet, you know. No. A lot of people are already clamoring that oh, we should have traded him instead no. of Suzuki. It Suzuki was a year ahead of him on everything too, wasn't he? No, I think. Oh no, they're the same draft class. Yeah, they're the same, same draft, draft class. I think there are some t- players develop faster than others. Yeah, yep. You know, and, and it also depends on the opportunities. Like exactly. Suzuki has a team that he's been playing. He's playing with on the second line because they don't have as de- as much forward depth. Yeah, I mean they they pulled in Kovalchuk because of one that. thing yeah. that people have to get a lot to. It's not like the NFL where all your draft picks were supposed to be on the team immediately yeah. that year or, or the NBA yeah. where immediately that year. Well, they draft older too. Yep. In yeah. the NBA, NFL, so, especially the NFL. Yes. Yeah. Unless you're in like the top three picks of the first round generally you don't see those guys in the nhl until at least one or two seasons after that. exactly it takes a it and takes even, a while and even then though like look at like what capo caco came directly in and he, it's not like he's, he's not, like Connor mcdavid he's not lighting the cup capo caco has been actually been disappointed by a lot to jack a lot hughes of people jack hughes too he's not he's not Connor mcdavid what was that one and two though for that draft round? yes yes uh see i still would take cody glass Better over Suzuki. Suzuki might look better now, but if you if you actually watch Cody Glass and his progression and actually follow his career, you can see it's there. He just needs to be consistently playing the position. Yes, he's nor supposed to be playing. Did we did we ever check how many games he actually played as center? Probably or? like it was seven. I want to say it was it under was, five. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't many, and I, that's one thing I don't like: young players playing out of position. Yeah. I don't like that. And especially Cody Glass playing the wing, it highlights his biggest weakness, which is playing the boards. Yep. And and that the board. I mean, I guess that's maybe board. one reason why they did put him there to improve. They yeah. Force him to improve, but that yeah. wasn't why. Yeah. We yeah, all be, know why. Because we need to keep Cody Eakin at center. 
Because he literally can't do anything if he's not at center. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Uh, like, he scored, though. I, 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 I still have a lot of confidence in Cody Glass. He is still 20 years old. He's younger when, than when Alex Stuck came into the league. Tra- trading Cody Glass now would be the biggest mistake they could make. Because, absolutely. Because instantly somewhere else he is going to perform. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're not going to trade Cody Glass. Like, no, even still. DeBoer just said, like, in, in an interview the other day, he's like, we all know Cody Glass is an NHL player. Yeah. Like, there's no doubt about the fact that he is he is meant for the NHL. So that's a good sign right there is I, that, uh, you know, you got to give it to DeBoer for at least commenting on people's concerns about, like, sending people up and down. Yeah. It's 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 just rose, like, gla- uh, grass is gl- uh, greener on the other side, or glass is greener on the other <laughs> side kind of stuff. <laughs> a lot we. Rosco. Yeah, we see we see we see other rookies kind of performing really well. You see your Makar, you see your Suzuki's, you see your Nekas, your who's been dra- oh, who, who's drafted at the same time as Cody Glass, and they're performing really well. And and then you're saying like, why can't Cody Glass be those? Every player performs differently. Cody Glass has been injured. Cody Glass is not getting as the same opportunities as those players who. Has openings in their roster because the, the, that's the big thing, right? Yeah, there. The, openings in the roster. There's, yeah, there's less forward depth, which yeah. means that like center depth. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That that's true, and Be- and so because because we have William Carlson and we have uh, Paul Stastny, and with the emergence of Chandler Stevenson, he is there, and you still have Noshik, you still have Wah, Wah and. Let technically Cody. We're Eakin. not going to talk about that. <laughs> technically Cody Eakin. And, and when that happened with yeah. Glass and Eakin, I, I would have preferred Eakin be on because he has the more experience. Yeah, yeah, like why wouldn't you put the the you know twenty year old kid in his natural position and not the thirty year old dude who's been playing for ten years in the NHL? Yeah, I, mean, I understand what they were trying to do, but I mean, did they get confused which last name was which for the Codys and like put him in the wrong spot? Like what Probably. the hell? But I, I I am still really high on Cody Glass. I am not down oh, on him. Same. I'm expecting him to come back. I don't know where he will be. Put it on the lineup. What do you guys think? I think third line center. Third yeah. line center is I agree. his best spot. And I, I think that... Who's they, his winger, so? Stevenson. Well, it depends on who else is healthy. So well, Everybody's healthy. So everybody's healthy. Then I think that Carlson... Oh, okay, so is this what you want? Or is this what you think the coaches will do? Which one are you looking for? What, what, what are you going to give me? All right. So what I want to happen specific okay. to the third line, let's pretend like all the other lines are sorted out in the way yes. that I would want them. Okay. Third line, everybody's healthy would be Stevenson left wing, glass center, and tuck right wing. Yeah. So I think that's a very common consensus, right? If I, I can't agree. have that because somebody in, in the center depth is not doing okay, like Stastny or Carlson's injured or something, put Stevenson back as one of those centers and then throw Carrier if, up to if, the if, if, Yeah, I was going to say, if not Stevenson, I put Carrier. Yeah. And if you want, you can put Stevenson in the fourth line for center. Yeah. I'd rather see Wa there because he plays so well there. Man, I say even if, need I mean, be, if there's an injury or something I mean, yeah. happens, you can even put Nostic on the third. Exactly. You care so deep on that center line. Does Wa play wing? I was. I, I haven't seen him play wing. I don't think I ever have either. Because yeah. I he's only listed as a center. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen him play wing. But I'm just curious if he's so good at the faceoffs too. Though. Yeah, he is yeah. real good at faceoffs. Uh, okay, so what do you think the coaches are going to do though? So because they said they're gonna, they said Gla- Cody Glass is an NHL player. Eventually, he's going to come back after his third line center. 
conditioning stint. I think he goes third line center. There's no Wait. other spot for him to make sense. But but who who who's his wingers? Hopefully not Eakin, but probably Eakin. Uh, if talk. He, well, definitely yeah, to talk, talk, obviously. And... Who's the left? Who's going to be left? Is, is he going to be playing center? He better be playing center. I, but I, what do you think the coaches are going to do? That's my question. It's my, Stevenson I, messed everything up. My gut is telling me if it's Glass at center, it's going to be Tuck and Stevenson at the wings. Or Carrier. Yeah. Or Carrier. Is that what you think they're going to do? That's what I... That's my gut's telling me what This is what I think is going to happen. They're going to keep Eakin in that center spot and going to put... Put glass in the left wing. Now, if they had been the previous regime, I would agree with that. I guess so, but I, yeah. I have a feeling that might... That... And it still could. You could or, be absolutely right. Or or they're going to keep Carlson in there, put glass on the left wing, and bump Eakin down into fourth. That's what's going to happen, maybe. That, or... Or they're going to put Carlson on the wing and put yeah. glass on the... Ask me again in two weeks at the trade deadline. After we it's see a, what happens. No, yeah, I'm, I'm just... But, this but is no, hypothetical. For now, but no, hypothetical. So yeah, hypothetically, yeah. I would actually consider just pretending Egan doesn't exist for my exercise here. Putting glass with with stone and patches. And putting Stevenson and Carlson together with um, Tuck. You know why? Is because I think Stevenson we already know is decent like regardless of who he plays with okay. carlson plus stevenson that speed with tuck might make tuck start to light up that's one true. thing i, like I haven't noticed, i do like that one thing i haven't noticed though so far i ever paid attention is how is stevenson at faceoffs that's he's one thing, I, good. That's he's one okay. thing I have not paid attention he's not he's, he's no stastny or he's like, no, no stastny or eakin or wah no eakin's not good at faceoffs he's, no, he, he has, he's good this that's year, the only thing yeah. that's the only thing he's good at. <laughs> i think that's one reason why they keep him at center is because yeah. of the faceoff because i don't know i saw a metric earlier this season that was long bad. period of times this year uh the people i sit with and we're looking at the faceoffs that's like we're getting our ass kicked on faceoffs we we are not a good faceoffs overall team because our, our best center is William Carlson. He's not the best at faceoffs. Let's. It's Paul he's prob- he's probably his yeah. weakest. That is his weakest attribute is faceoffs. Stastny is the best we have at faceoffs. Yes. yes. Like on average. I think, I think Eakin is still pretty decent at faceoffs. He's not the best, but. I don't think they only list Stastny and Carlson on the faceoffs. No, I think sense. that's his best quality, at least. You know? Yeah. Why is amazing in the faceoff. I think Glass is also really good in the faceoffs. But. Uh, I think the I think the center is funny because he's our best center, but I think he's the wor- the worst at the face. The offs. worst yes, at the I face. Would, I yeah. actually have to agree with you on that. Yep. Yeah, it's just William Carlson. But I I I think that's a that's a good point though. Putting glass between Pacioretty and Stone because if you remember early in the season, that was when he excelled. Yeah. And. Everybody excels if you put him in between Stastny and Stone. Let's be honest. Yeah, and people out there say, well, he only excelled because they were between those two. Like, anybody would excel. Yeah, so guys. there's one player on the team Which, that's won, that this season has won 100% of their faceoffs. Shea Ryan Reeves. Keegan Colasar. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There's one person in the in that's a regular player that's won 70% of their faceoffs. Irregular? No, a regular. Uh, Marshall so it not a regular center so yeah you, you're close but William Carrier seventy percent because he's taken uh, he's won let's see seven out of ten okay okay, okay. what's Eakins Eakin is forty seven percent that's Wah is forty seven point two Carlson is fifty one and a half oh I'm surprised by that okay. and Stastny is 50, almost fifty five now yeah, what's the total amount no check is fifty two. Yeah, no shakes. The total amount of faceoffs all season, you mean? For for those players that those yeah. pretty, Ooh, like, Stevenson's 31. Really? What's, uh, it doesn't have a summary here. Okay. 
But because you know Egan was hurt for a long time, yeah, too, so his numbers are going to be lower. Yeah. So you know, but no, yeah, but Stastny my is, reputation has been, you know, yeah. of course Stastny. That's what because I remember last year. I always felt last year that Egan was our best face-off yeah. man. That's they they even at the overtime last night they even put Egan just for the face-off. Yep. Because they trust them in the face-offs. Which is interesting, just based on just the metrics I have in front of me for this season. But, but yeah, it might have been because of his injuries before. It's injuries and probably, like, the number of face-offs he takes. The so, more the, the more variance it is, you know? I would... For example, like, Kerry only has four, so obviously he's going to so, get, like, a so lot that, big number. That stat proved to me, though, that they should put Stevenson as a wing because he, he only won 41% of his face-offs. I guess, but it's... That's like real low, though. But that's yeah. that's that's a big that's a big conversation they're gonna have to do when when the time comes when Cody Glass comes back up. Yeah, maybe well, how, they're waiting to trade Cody Eakin before they call Cody Cody Glass back I, up. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. Yeah. Um, let's do. You, do you guys want to talk about that next trade trades or potential trades? Sure. Yeah. Uh, let's go for it. Yeah, I want Jason Zucker. I will give them Galchenyuk and a first. No, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, you, these guys both know that I have been always been high on Zucker because I think it's also a cool story to, if he ever came back to Vegas, you know, being from Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's really just more for that story than anything. Kind of like I really wanted I mean, Spencer Knight because his last name is Knight. We, we have another local boy in the AHL, okay, Gage Quinney. Who's never going to probably play a game. Yeah, he, he'll play in Henderson. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. There you go. He'll play for one of the Knights. Yeah, that's well, anyways, anyway, trade, trades. Desert Knights. Who, who do you guys like? Well, one I remember reading an article a couple weeks ago. I said, oh, they should go after Jeff Petrie. But I looked at his contract today. He still has another year in Montreal. There's no way Montreal will trade him. Even if Montreal completely falls out of the um, playoff race here. But Petrie would be good, but he makes $5 million a year. Yeah, kind of. And he's got that. one more year on it. Yeah. That was my initial thought. And what so, about Vatnin? Vatnin would be outstanding as well, too. Now, Where is, what do you think would take to get him, though? That's the thing. Yeah, that's going to be hard. It, it, the price for rent... Is he a rental, or is he... Uh, does he have term? That's the question. Because the, right, the, the price for rentals lately has gone down. And right now... Technically, there's very, very few sellers. Yes. I mean, the Knights had three scouts at the Kings-Devils game the other day, but that's mm-hmm. only because you have two sellers playing in the same game. Yeah, yeah, and, and two sellers that both have a defenseman that they would be interested in. Hey, there, there's been rumors of Martinez. I, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of that. Everybody wants D'Angelo. But the, the prospect, yeah, yeah it's it's going to take a lot. But man. and and also, we're not looking for a prospect. We need a seasoned NHL. Puck he is he, no, he is no, he's not a prospect. He's an NHL player. Oh yeah, he's, he's just, just young. He's, he's still on his entry contract. Yeah, he's in his entry level contract. It, it's going to take oh, a lot I to see. get. Bonin is a UFA after this year. He's it's, making see, four point eight seven five. It's a rental. Yep. He should be he should be a little bit cheaper. So. You also got to consider that this part of the year you have to divide the cap by however many days are left. Yep. Yeah, um, I remember other people earlier year saying something about Severson too, but he signed for four more years. Yeah, for so, three more years. So the the thing I like about Vanden is because uh, he was left protected by the Ducks. No, he was left unprotected by the Ducks, but we didn't pick him because, because they gave us Shea Theodore. Yep. So we had to pick Clayton Stoner. How awesome would it be if we end up getting him anyway? Absolutely, I know <laughs> that would be a, the ultimate irony of things. So, yeah. are, are you guys big on handedness on your defensemen? Uh, no, because I feel like we have enough uh, flexibility on where to put 
that defenseman. Okay, because because he is a lefty. Um, just, yeah. just as a note. put him put him put him next to White Cloud. I don't know. Put him next to uh, Schmidt. Put him next to Schmidt. Actually, yeah, because Schmidt plays on the right too. Yeah, there you go. There's yeah. a good match right there. Would yeah, you guys probably. trade Schmidt in a deal? Ooh, I, it depends what comes back. Yeah, it depends if on what comes back. If you could get back. a decent prospect defenseman plus a no, really seasoned if, veteran defenseman, if we, I don't if, think we'd no, be no, able no, to get no, that no, much no. If we If we trade Schmidt, it needs to be a... If we get, get, give us Hedman, and, and no, we'll say your yeah. first round pick is Schmidt. I don't know. I, I would do it. I would say Hell yes yeah. to that one. Hell yeah. I, I, yeah, I'd do best. that, but I don't think Tampa yeah, yeah, would do that. No, they Hedman's one of the best defensemen in the league. I'm saying like... What's the point of trading Schmidt, the other team too, if they're gonna just trade defenseman for defenseman? Yeah, that's true. You you basically yeah. want to yeah. trade like it's Schmidt. always got to be a deal that both teams would yeah. come to. Yeah, so. exactly. That's a lot of a lot of people doing speculation, the trade, and trying to offer trades. A lot of them offers like yeah, the other team's not gonna say to that. Yeah. It's so like the all problem these people saying, oh, we need to trade Reeves and Eakin. We need to trade Holden's like, yeah. Okay, well, but, yeah, trade them, but. Trade them to who and for what and, and who's going to well, accept those the, deals. That's yes. the problem is that and they don't want to keep burning all their draft picks because it's worked out terribly for them the last two seasons yeah. when they did that. So like, mm-hmm. so especially this draft. Yeah, this, this draft is stacked. Draft. And they yeah. have a bunch of seconds now, don't they? They just have two. And a, a few thirds, though, right? Yeah, they have a few thirds. I had it up here a second. Yeah, they have a bunch of extra again. picks from all the. Crazy I know they have three. I think they have no. I think they have three this year and all two next right year. This right is the now. season of the that the flurry bribe comes out. Okay, so yes, okay. yes, yes. The knights this draft have one first, two seconds, two thirds, a fifth, and a sixth. Next year, uh, in twenty twenty one, one first, three seconds, yes, and yes, a fourth. Yeah. So six they could and they could technically trade two seconds. Between the two different seasons, yes, that's that's that that that's possible, two and seconds. and still not lose their shirt. Yeah, so they exactly. could do that plus maybe a prospect and Eakin for a decent defenseman, so that they yeah. clear up some cap space and they have a decent defenseman and they don't have the Eakin problem on their roster. I, I just don't see teams taking Eakin though, unless they're no no, no you, you I, take you take Eakin for the salary move. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. because you got two picks plus a prospect, if you're a team that's not going to take the play make the playoffs anyways, you'll just park them there for a salary. Maybe maybe, yeah. maybe it's also a team that's that is looking for center depth, and Eakin could have that fresh start. And they see Eakin as like maybe he just needs a scenery change of scenery to kind of kick himself back up. Well, know? and and but he's a UFA after this season either way. It's a so, rental, yeah. So it would it would be a rental, and it'd more be a. a Cap move. Like, yeah, it's a ca- it's a money move. Yeah. Like you'd basically just say, hey, like say it was LA. You'd be like, hey, LA, we'll get your whatever defenseman it was. You know, we'll give Martinez. you we'll give you you know two two seconds for 20, 120, 20 second, one second, Eakin, and maybe a prospect. Like yeah, but Schultz. it's 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 com- it's very very complicated the way trades work because, like I said, it both teams needs to Benefit. agree to it. Yeah. You know, yeah, it has to be amicable and beneficial yeah. for both teams. You can't, but if it's a team that isn't going to make the playoffs, doesn't give a crap about that player, and ju- you need, as the Golden Knights, just need somewhere to park some salary. Yeah, they would take that deal because they would get the picks out of it. Exactly, exactly. But you can't just go out to Colorado. It's like, hey, we'll give you a first round pick, a prospect, two. Th- Two seconds and a third for Kale McCarr. Yeah, Colorado's not gonna say no. say yes to it's that. Like, give me no. more. Give me, yeah, exactly. No, they're gonna be like they're probably like I'm not even listening to this, and they hang up. 
They're not gonna trade Kale McCarr. <laughs> well, that's the thing no. is, there's some players that, like it'd be like somebody coming up to us and being like, "Will you trade Mark Stone's whole contract yeah, now?" Exactly. They'd be like, "No, fuck you!" Like <laughs> nobody's gonna do Go some of these trades. Get out of here. here. Yeah. Like, like th- that's why I like the Jason Zucker trade. Like, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen because it, there's so little talent that's up for like rental right now that that's the other thing is it's going to become a bidding war that's what i like about that's what i like about the nhl too is the activity during the trade deadline it's so much fun like no no other sports maybe the nba sometimes baseball does it too uh of all this movement of these players. Yeah, I mean, you know? I just, I love the way that hockey treats the movement and how it works, yeah. though. Like, it, it's business, it, though. It's so much fun having such a low cap in this sport because it makes it so much more interesting and stressful for everybody yeah, because, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you're literally having to play Tetris the whole time with people's money. It's, you Like, you do that in a larger scale in, like, baseball and stuff, but, like, when people are making $400 million well, on contracts, it's Yeah, like, well, because baseball doesn't have a cap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, that's yeah, what happens. Laundry tax, that's about it. Yeah, that's what exactly. happens when you don't have a cap, though, is you see the same teams win all the time because they have money. Yep. And or, or they bang trash cans. Here's yeah. the teams I think are going to be guaranteed <laughs> sellers as of right now. Ottawa. Detroit. Detroit. Uh, New Jersey. LA. New Jersey. LA. San Jose. LA. And San Jose. Possibly Anaheim, Anaheim as well. Yeah, Anaheim. Dude, it's, that's less than 10. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what would you guys say about Brendan Dillon? Mm, has experience in the DeBoer system. Yeah. Plays well in the DeBoer system. Oh, I don't. I don't want to help the sharks. How much offense he provided, or how well he carried the puck. I don't want to help the sharks. I don't. I don't either. And he, yeah. from what I remember, he he kind of hits dirty sometimes. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I don't want. Brandon yeah, I, I I don't like him as it, the personality of the player from the yeah. Sharks and all that. But I know that he played well for. <laughs> no, no, no. You you when Brendan if Brendan Dillon comes here. You will love him. I know you hate him right now because he plays for the Sharks. And like we talked about in one of the previous podcasts, they're professional players. Yes. So I think the only non-negotiable for for Vegas in general is Vander Kane. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the that's, only one that they'd be like, no, fuck that guy. I, I remember in 99 when Chris Chelios was traded from Chicago to Detroit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you could get that trade to work, uh, you could pretty much get any trade the work I mean, in, in the locker room. I mean, you have two of the fiercest rivals like on the same line. Yeah. Like, Pacioretty and Stone. And then and then you have the coach from the guy that got us kicked out of the freaking Stanley Cup playoffs last season as the coach now. These are these are professionals. This is how hockey works. Like No, this is professional how professional sports yeah, and, works. And you know, that that's the thing. And again, going back to the like like whole like, you know, people get like so bent about how these players are gonna feel about things? It's like, dude, they make more money than we'll ever see in our lifetimes. I don't feel bad for them. No, these guys, these yeah. guys, these guys are ki- kindergarten kids, and we need to treat them preciously. Yeah, you can't ever say anything bad about any of them. They'll <laughs> they'll cry. Except for Ryan Reeves, you cannot say anything bad about him. Apparently. Because he'll punch you. No, no, because Jordan Reeves will find you on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Or, or Ryan Reeves' wife. Like, yeah. like I saw both of them, both of them. That's, yep. that's funny. But yeah, I, I, I just love, I eat that up, like, whenever that well, happens. But. Okay, so one news article that happened just recently uh, you want us want to talk about is the fact that we just got an AHL team in uh, the Las Vegas Valley. The Sin City Bitch Pigeons? Yes, the Sin City Bitch nah, Pigeons. Henderson Papcons. No, the Henderson Kraken. Beat them to it. <laughs> Beat Seattle to it. Dude, Screw that, you too, Seattle. Literally, literally that's what they just, get for waiting forever to announce the name. They should just create a, a, a Twitter account for the AHL team, name it that, and then go to the at NHL Seattle and be like, first! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Um, but th- that's exciting, though. I first, first of all, I feel so bad for the fans in San Antonio for their team getting ripped teams? away from teams. Yeah, because this is the second time yep. San Antonio team came to Vegas. But well, maybe they should be a it's, more it, featured city. <laughs> it's it's it sucks because the fan San Antonio is actually one of the biggest draws in the AHL. You their just, fan base. I was just going to ask you how well do they draw? They, there, they so. actually they're top ten. They're actually really good because they they don't Man. they have the Spurs. They used to have the Stars. I think they're called right. The San Antonio Stars before they moved to Vegas, and then and then they have the Rampage. It's pretty much it. Yep. They don't have a lot of sports there, and I I saw a lot on Reddit most of most of it, and it kind of, it's really sucks their story. It's like. Yep. And San Antonio's also been one of those cities that's been used for rumors for new stadiums. Like yeah. before the Raiders were moving here, they were yeah. talking about they're going there. I remember baseball teams have talked about yeah. going to San Antonio. It makes a little more sense when you when you can note though that Austin also has an AHL team and they're not that far away from each other. Yeah, but they're yeah. they're rivals. I know, but it's just one of those things <laughs> they, they where don't like each geographically, other. if the, like somebody I, was looking at all the teams, they're like, yeah, there's like a two that are right now. I understand that, but that's just saying, yeah, but Vegas has yeah. the Coyotes and over there or the Kings that's over true. And there. All these rumors of you know that I've seen too that Houston really wants a team and the yeah. NHL, you know, they want to. Oh, well, well, buy the Coyotes. Buy the Coyotes. Well, Coyotes seem to have stable ownership now for once. Yeah, yeah. So, it, it, but my point is, but my point is, I feel really bad for them. It always sucks to get a team taken away from you, and I feel bad for the fans. And I'm really sorry. You know, you know I, who I, we I don't like that either. You know who we no longer have to feel bad for though is. Um, Nick Wah having to fly places. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Wah and Nick King. Yeah. Nick Wah and Nick King. Well, mostly Nick Wah. It's uh, 21 transactions, I think. Yeah, the, the Knicks must be like million yeah. milers on whatever it's, airline it's, club it's they are. It's funny because when the when the Golden Knights came out with that video where uh, Nick King was uh, the pilot. learning the pilot, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, he's learning how to fly himself to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, and then the day after that, they, uh, they yeah, announced, now, the, yeah, that, announced the thing. He's like, oh, he doesn't have to learn how to fly now. <laughs> No, He's but, got his wings. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's good for everybody here, though. It, it is pretty exciting. There's, uh, I've been I've been keeping up with Chicago Wolves. I watch. I haven't watched as much games as I did last year, but I've been keep like now. It's much easier for the, now you the can go to a game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's much easier for Vegas fans to actually get to know these young prospects that we have. Yep. And it, like I mentioned, you guys in our group chat, you know, I, I did put a deposit down on seats yeah. and games I don't want to go to. I'll share with you guys. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm always down to go to do the Orleans uh, and watch some hockey there. I wonder if one of the uh, Henderson, quote-unquote Henderson players, is going to go to McMullins and meet their wife there, kind of like how they're in England. <laughs> England yeah. So... It uh, kind of like full circle kind of stuff. It, it's really great though, and it's going to be great for the community. It's going to get more people who who might not be able to afford VGK tickets all the time yeah. to be able to go to more games. Yeah, and we're going to get to see the prospects in up close and personal. Up close and personal, and and the bi- the biggest benefit from this is is that transaction. They don't have to fly back and forth. If if we have an injury last minute, like during a game, they could call up someone from Henderson. 
yeah. they'll be there in 15 minutes and, instead of four hours. And the politics of the team is controlled by the same as the parent video Exactly. Exactly. Because that's always going to be your biggest problem with the Wolves is that they're never going to not be independently owned. And, and here's the thing about the Wolves. The Wolves have had this reputation, and I've noticed this since but I've been watching, is they've, they have this reputation of winning before developing. Yeah, and yes. that's that's why the Wolves has had four different affiliates in the past ten years because a lot of their parent teams get really sick and tired of the Wolves because they well they even they, said it they, in their they, PR they, that yeah. they they want they are they like their independence yeah. and their aim is to win a Calder Cup yeah. every season that's, even even the Blues came out because the, right now we we took the Blues uh, affiliate away from them and. The natural move for the Blues is to go back to Chicago with Chicago. Yep. But the Blues actually came out and says we don't want to. That's not necessarily the case. They want to don't want to go back with Chicago because Chicago has had the they they, they want to start the players more experienced players than the younger players. And you can see that I've been following and like Lecision Cotter. Ben Jones, they don't get the the minutes that they need yeah. to develop. So they're, get, they're they're playing, but they're not getting enough minutes. So I, I can't over, recall, recall this off the top of my head, but who hired Rocky Thompson? Was it the Knights or was it Chicago? That, I was gonna get to that point, and I'm I want Rocky. I want him to stay. Yeah, I want him yeah. with the organization. Yes, and I think that coach. he wasn't he hired by the organization, or is he uh, actually by the Wolves? I cannot. I he can, would move with the organization. I, I, yes. Someone mentioned it either it was on Twitter or someone has mentioned it to me. Personally, I cannot remember, and is now it's driving me crazy. Yeah, we're, we're, we'll find that one out. And but um, you know, one of the big notes and takeaways I have about the Wolves is that there, the emergence of Jordan Binnington happened because he was lent to the Providence Bruins. Yeah, it's not with the not Wolves. because of the Wolves. Yeah. So and the Wolves clearly do not do not focus on uh, on building out and developing goaltenders. At yeah, all. that's that. I think that's another reason why uh, we got sparks is that. Uh, I feel like the Wolves kind of wanted a duo goaltender yep. with them instead of actually getting Ferguson to play yeah. in, in the AHL. Well, and imagine like all of the red tape that Vegas ha- has had to deal with because of that too. Yeah. Like all of that stuff. Like, but yeah, that's like the biggest example in my mind is Jordan Bennington yeah. out of like the whole like Blues Wolves thing. Is that You're like absolutely right? Nobody ever thought he was going to be good when he played on the Wolves, but then all of a sudden he plays like half a season in Providence, which Providence is known for good goaltending because who developed there was all the Bruins goaltending. Yeah. Did Subban play there? Yep. Yeah, Subban played there. Yeah. Yeah, Subban played there. I believe Halak yeah. was was there when he's younger. Um, I can't remember if they traded for Halak or not, but I'm just based on how Boston deals with goaltending. You know that that's a place to yep. have good goalies. But but yeah, that's 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 uh, that's a reputation for the Wolves. That's why yeah. they they cannot keep a parent team for very long. And yeah. I don't know what they're gonna do. They might get regulated to the ECHL. I don't know, but we'll see. And- you know, yeah, I remember reading about that and hearing about that about the Wolves long before Vegas even got her team too. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, the cool thing about uh, the team moving to um, Las Ve- Las Vegas, Henderson, whatever the Valley, the Valley, yeah, is that now we there's now there's a clump of AHL teams in the South Pacific. Oh, you're right. And soon to be Palm Springs. Palm too. Springs. Yeah. So you got Palm Springs for Ontario Seattle. Rain. You got Tucson for uh, for Arizona, like. Tucson for Arizona. Yeah, you have yeah you have Ottawa, Ottawa, oh, California, Bakersfield, Bakersfield yeah, Condors. You have, you have Bakersfield. You have San Diego, Ontario Rain. Yeah, that, I said that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, San Diego, and you have uh, San Jose, the Barracudas. Yeah, and then 
Uh, and right, Palm Springs is Seattle, yeah, right? So, and and yep. then maybe you can count Colorado, but that's a little and, bit yeah, farther. They're, they're but there is a there. little small clump. So hopefully, because I don't know a lot of people know this, but in the Western Conference, in the Pacific Division, actually, uh, specifically in the AHL, they play less games yep. I, than I, I the did, East. I did know that. Yes, because of the travel, because they're really far apart. In the in in the yeah. West Coast, I, maybe this small clump of California, Nevada, and Arizona teams will get them to play more games. Well, so. and it's also a, a money thing, right? Because yeah. they don't they don't fly everywhere. They don't like, they don't fly everywhere. No, they, they have a bus. Yeah, they, they ride buses, oh. and it's much easier to ride a four hour bus to yeah, Bakersfield. Their playoffs isn't based off point percentage. Now. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that and yeah, you're right because having a team in Henderson links Tucson with the Palm Springs one. Yeah, and then everybody else. Yeah, so, Palm Springs and Ontario. It's Ontario, California, not Ontario, Canada, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, 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 when I first heard about it, I, I had the wrong, uh, yeah. Because, there, yeah, there's Bakersfield, who is with Edmonton, yep, right? Edmonton. Yep, Edmonton. Uh, who's with Springfield, right? Springfield is with, uh, with Calgary. Yeah. Springfield, yes, it's, Calgary. No, it's Northern California, though. Yes. So, so there's two Northern California teams. There's San Jose and Springfield. And then the rest are in... I thought Springfield... I, I thought wait. it was Stockton. Stockton. Yeah, I was going to say, because Springfield Stockton, is in yeah. Massachusetts, like, Sorry, where I grew up. Stockton, that's what I meant. Stockton. Yeah. I forgot so, about them. Yeah, so, yeah, those are your little clump. And then the rain is the Kings, right? Yeah, yeah. Kings, yeah. yeah. San Diego is with yeah. Anaheim. Uh, Palm Springs is with Seattle. Uh, Tucson, obviously, and... Henderson with Las Vegas. So, do you think it's going to be the Henderson Silver Knights? That's that's I I'm giving it like a 80 percent chance that it's going to be the Henderson Silver Knights. I mean, I, I'm not I wouldn't be mad at it, especially if they do what looks close to what the San Jose's All Star jersey Vegas one was, like where it's black yeah. and white, and maybe add some silver. I guess I guess so. But what I want is uh, the Henderson Silver Squires because the, the if you use the Vegas logo, it doesn't make sense because he has a V on it and he had. It's yeah, of an H. Yeah, Changing right. it to an H is going to look yeah, kind of weird. I tried. Trust me, I'm glad I tried because I was going to do a meme uh, about bring it. bring back the Whalers logo it's, for that H. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. if you look at the logo right Just there, call them the Whalers, please, just so I can have that H back. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, do you guys have any other uh, things you want to talk about? Uh, let's see. So, yeah, we, we went over a lot of stuff today. Um, you know, I, I just got to say it is... Uh, I'm really excited to see what happens for the trade deadline personally. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I have no clue. Like last season, I think we all started to get inklings. Um, Got to give it to rink rats last season because they called out the Mark Stone thing in like January. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we think it's going to be this guy. And everybody else is like, you're fucking crazy. And then it happened. Yeah, um, it, it, they think you're crazy because they think it was going to take a lot to get them. Yeah. But we, we paid way more for patches than we did for stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's the crazy part. Trade about deadline's it. always been fun for me. I remember before before I got my full time teaching job coming out here, I would always watch CBC or TSN or ESPN or whatever was, was actually showing something, and I just stick to it all day long. And now I try to plan my days where I can actually have my laptop on those sites that automatically scroll all the trades. I can just check it every five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you want to get to our uh, five-minute major 
news segment? Yeah, so five minute major news from around the NHL. So four uh, four points in uh, in five minutes here. All right. You know, it, this this still it, it's uh, you know real quick. I just have okay. to comment that it seems weird to do this segment after Pete DeBoer's made the coach. We're not gonna get rid of it, okay? <laughs> I, I know, it's but it's it show. In my head, it just seems more odd now. Like I'm like, it's, huh? No, it made it better. Oh, by the way, in in one of the actual like podcasts i listened to with i think it was when he was talking to like dave goucher or whatever uh-huh. he literally said he yeah now that i'm not on san jose i i don't i don't think it was really a major yeah it was yeah. Uh, everybody should everybody knows that they were obligated to say it was even favalski said that himself too yeah but all right so let's right. go ahead and uh kick off this uh five minute major. already all right so first one, Ovi is approaching. Did he already hit it now? But he was approaching seven hundred goals. Yeah, he was at like the last time. Like, they they lost five to three today. So okay, so he was I at six ninety eight. He could that those yeah. three goals could be his. I don't know, yeah. but that's amazing though, man. Seven hundred goals. Does he beat Kreski? Yes, yes, I agree too. Yes, I think so too. He will. I don't see him changing his pace. Oh no, he didn't get anything today. So but yeah, he will. Well, back to back hat tricks. It's Gretzky's at eight ninety something, right? Eight ninety one. Yeah, eight ninety. Yeah. So he plays what four more seasons? He'll get there. And how old at is he? His 30, current pace. Yeah, at he's thirty four. Yeah, he's thirty four. Thirty four. And Ovi Ovi doesn't need skating or whatever. He just sits at the office, shoots, and he'll make. Yeah, it. he's in, at the left circle. I mean, he does play a physical game, but yeah, you know, but, he's yeah built but that's for only it. to go yeah. through a guy to get to the left circle. Yeah, he's like, just, <laughs> he, just he waits there, get the puck to him, he will score. Imagine I don't if, know how it just happens. If there was no no such thing as offside, he would he would literally pitch a tent and put it on yeah. the left circle. You'd, yep. you'd n- bring it like, here. Here's his coffee. The goalie <laughs> and the other team know it's coming. It's still gonna score. It, it doesn't matter. He'll find it a way. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, no. like that first season it when he fell matter. over and still scored that time. Oh my like god! Like the greatest yeah. goal of all time for him. Like yeah. So yeah. Anyways. Um, Next one. So Toronto... Uh, this did, happens a few weeks ago. Yeah, so it was a little yeah, while back, yeah. but Toronto acquired Jack Campbell with a bunch of other trade things that happened. Yeah, got later. a prospect. What did they get uh, sent, sent away again? They sent remember. a prospect, too, with a pick, and I don't remember exactly what it was because it was... But, uh, yeah, so Toronto has been trouble, has been having troubles with uh, backup goaltenders because once Freddie Anderson is not playing... They lose. Yeah, and that other guy was letting in literally every period he played, he let in four Yeah, goals. it's not the same situation yeah. as Subban. Subban is actually good. Their backup goal is bad. Yeah. bad. Toronto lost their last game, but it was only 2-1, to one, so... Oh, yeah, so he didn't allow enough, a lot of goals. Well, and Freddie was was injured. Like, he, he had some kind of injury, so this other guy, yeah. I can't remember his name, was in, like, every game for a while. Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Yeah, Hutchinson's there. And, and every game, in at least one period, he let in four goals. Yeah, one of them was like, a beach ball, I remember correctly. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the guy, the guy could have let in something larger than the size of the net, and it still would have gotten the back. Yeah, of the net. It's, like, it's it's it, it was bad, so they kind of needed that. The Zamboni really scored. Yeah, like. the Zamboni scored. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, so Elvis Mizurkin, I don't know how to say his last Mizzen? name. Elvis M. That's it. Yeah. So so Elvis, who was in our building and shut Mizzen. out the Golden Knights, yeah, that was his first ever shutout. Yes. And since then, he's had what. Two more or three more? Since oh, it's, it's he more leads that. the league now in shutouts or tied for. And he had back-to-back yeah. shutouts the other night or the other couple days. That so. guy came out. Here's the thing. Here's my here's my bold prediction, guys. Here's my bold prediction. It's probably not going to happen, but it's bold as f. <laughs> Elvis will win the Calder. Boom, hmm. boom. Over, oh, over, oh, over. Uh, use and Macar. Mind blown. He's oh, gonna, I see. Because he's, he's a he's gonna get more shout outs. In my he's head, gonna, he's gonna blow everybody's heads off. In my head, I'm like, did you just 
I, in my head, I thought you just sent him to the shows. AHL yeah. and he was winning the Calder Cup. No, and I'm like, no, no. He's going to win the Calder. <laughs> Trophy. He's going to win it over, over, over Hughes and Makar. Yeah. That's my bold prediction. He has five shutouts. Yeah. Five shutouts. Already. And all of those How many were... games has he played? 25. No, no, no. Oh, and, and, that's and so, crazy. And so let's also bring up the fact that his Gold first one... is 2.19. His <sighs> first shutout out of that whole... It's uh, us. It was us. So that was December? Yeah. No, no, no. It was, uh, January. It was January. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. It was uh, the, our last game. So he's, a... he's had five shutouts in literally exactly a month. Yeah. Yeah, he's been that good. Well, that's unsustainable. Anyways, right, let's term. move on. Big trade that just happened, like literally before I got this. Zucker uh, to Pittsburgh and uh, and Galchenyuk to Minnesota. Yeah, so Galchenyuk with a, too, with a conditional first with trade protect, lottery protected. Yeah. Oh my god, that so, was a mind blowing trade. And then if you if you think about it, with what they Pittsburgh did with Arizona, that was basically the equivalent of Kessel and two prospects <laughs> plus a first round pick for for Jason Zucker. That's a lot, though. Yeah. It is a lot. If you if you extrapolate yeah. everything... I think Minnesota won this trade. Yeah, I would agree. Long-term, Minnesota wins this. Well, because yeah. Zucker hasn't been playing that well for the last couple seasons. Yeah, but if you put him next to Crosby... Well, that's the thing. Is, is <laughs> that? But that's the gamble there right yeah. now. Is, well, is he going to perform as good as he should? Is the... he going to play with Crosby? Or is he going to play with Malkin? Either oh! way! <laughs> like, put them all on the same line. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Jeez. Just... just Give somebody else a chance. No, I think I think <laughs> I think it, this trade is beneficial for both, but Minnesota won this trade because Minnesota needs to retool, not rebuild. Yeah. So yeah, that's and, and that's it. That's a, that's our five. Minutes. That's our five minutes. All right. Well, um, I guess that's uh, that's our annual nightly podcast. Um, our monthly. Yeah. Once a millennium, you know. Yeah, you know. Decade, decade jewel. Once in a blue moon, you know. Yeah, once in a blue moon night. podcast. Yeah. So whenever the f we want podcast, <laughs> it's still the weekly nightly podcast. So don't, don't, don't. Welcome to the weekly yeah. nightly podcast where we where we podcast whenever the f we want. Yes. Um. So yeah. Until next time, which I'm not even gonna try to predict when that is because I'm next feel- week. Yeah, watch watch us go like tomorrow. <laughs> like just to mess with people, we just do yeah. two in a row. Yeah, <laughs> right after the game tomorrow. You know? Right, we're, no, we're doing it live. Yeah, no, we're, we're, we're going to Minnesota. We're going to the the Zuckerless Minnesota, <laughs> and, and, and live live pod. Well, last thing, there. without Zucker, do you think that gives Vegas a better chance of winning tomorrow? Yeah, because Zucker scores on us all the time for some reason. He does. He That's has, true. I bet he has. A lot of points against us. Yeah, that's true. He's one of those those players on one of those teams that's always like that hometown. Guy. Hometown. Yeah, I'm gonna beat you, hometown. Yeah. And, yeah. All right. So last thing is, every I, I feel like every time that a player changes teams from Vegas, they immediately become a scoring threat against Vegas. I mean, the, the first Carolina game, Holiday didn't score, but, but that did, last one he did. He did score the last one, and it then, was right after the. Uh, <laughs> Well, no, when you play a tribute video, that's when it triggers. Or if you're Pierre Edward <laughs> Bellamare. Yeah, that was after a tribute video, and then he scored. <laughs> so stop playing tribute videos. Yeah, no more tribute videos, guys. <laughs> All right, so that was uh, this week or this year's podcast or whatever. So uh, yeah, till till next time. Th- this this Fortnite? A, f- for- a, a midsummer night? Yeah. I don't know. Yesterday is tomorrow, Back to the Future? All right. Yep. Yeah. All right, we're done.